Hi, I'm Timmy. And I'm Mary Jane. He's the newbie. She's the doobie. And this is the show where we'd we tote cannabis. Talk. From both sides. Is that even possible? This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are solely their own and not intended to apply to another's personal situation. You should always consult with a qualified, licensed physician or other healthcare provider. By watching or listening to this podcast, you acknowledge you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your country or region. This podcast is for adults only, should not be used as a meal replacement, and may contain nuts. Hello and welcome to another episode of uh, The Newbie and the Doobie. I'm Timmy Boyle. I'm Mary Jane Baker. Uh, we This is exciting. You've even changed your clothes. I literally wear a black shirt and jeans. You've got, a, you've got another outfit on. How do you do that every single day? I keep mine nice and simple. Well, most people change their clothes every day, Timmy. <laughs> well, I am not most people. But then again, yeah, most people wear pants every day, too. (laughs) That's a good point, too. That's a fair point all around. Hey, just so you know, today on the show, uh, it is uh, Tell a Story Day, but it's also Karaoke Week. So both of those we're going to have to touch on. I love karaoke. Right? And we have a great awkward karaoke story. A great awkward karaoke, 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 a karaoke story coming up. We also have another high five list. That's right. And Mary Jane Strains. And as well, our guest, Amy Anonymous. But before we bring our guest in, we need to do something very special. Mary Jane, over to you. I am super over to me. I love it. Like we're on a newscast. Okay, so. (laughs) Take it away, Mary Jane. um, Okay, so I have got, I did the little drum roll. You didn't see it, but uh, maybe you did. Depends on how you're viewing or listening. Um, We have a chocolate egg here. This is like, I don't want to call it a cake because it's not really a cake, but it's a smash thing, a smash dessert. Smash it. And I'm going to let you smash it. I get to smash it? You get to smash it. All right. So it comes with this little wooden hammer. And I I picked this up from our guest today, Miss Amy Anonymous, which we're going to chat with in a minute. Okay. Just smash it? Just smash it. Smashing it. Well, then, how exciting was that? <laughs> okay, okay, we're getting through it. Yes, okay, okay, okay. You smashed candy. You smashed the candy that was candy. in it. Thank you. Oh, I know I dropped it. I'm, oh, lact- well. I'm lactose intolerant. I just realized that these are milk chocolate. This whole show is going to go sour very quickly, mm. so stay tuned. Shall we bring in our guest so she can enjoy this awkward moment now? We should. You might go sour, but this chocolate the is The giver not, of this amazing this gift is, is about to join us now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Amy Anonymous. Hey, Amy, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? you. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing fantastic. I feel like we should have a marker. Take 327. <laughs> <laughs> Drop everything? <laughs> 
we we literally have have spent uh, almost a day and a half with Amy here. We finally have her on. Um, and Amy, just I uh, just wanted to let you know that I have uh, finished cracking open this wonderful chocolate egg that you made and gave to Mary Jane. Uh, I am lactose intolerant. Uh, my stomach is hardening as we speak. This interview could go very very badly. From his end, not not ours. <laughs> but we are we are glad. Yeah. We, yeah. we are glad that you're on the show, not just because you gave us a treat, but we do recommend that to any guest that treats, treats and gifts are accepted. Yes. <laughs> Always, right? Amy knows. <laughs> so, um, Amy, I, I don't know. I think we've met, we met maybe, maybe once or twice um, at a cannabis festival of some sort that Mary Jane was able to drag me out to. I'm a non-consumer. I just want to put that right out there. Um, and that's why we're doing this show, to kind of talk about it from both sides. I am most intrigued about you, though, by the fact that your name is anonymous, and yet clearly by your social media presence, you are not anonymous. Please tell me how you chose that name. It was actually given to me. Um, in my in my earlier years, uh, when we started making videos of me baking, that we we actually what happened was Sarah Sunday, the founder of the Karma Cup, uh, created a website called Bud Buzz, and me and a, a friend Brendan and Sarah were making content for it, and part of the content was me cooking. Um, but at that time, being a parent and not having a license, um, I didn't have my license at the time. I was waiting to get it. I didn't feel comfortable having my face on film. Um, so I became hands and it became Amy Anonymous uh, because you couldn't see my face, which lasted like a week or two. <laughs> I was like, can I swear? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Okay, great. Fuck it. Like, we can't really do this anonymous. It's really hard. So, Amy Anonymous stuck, even though the hands were whatever. And I used to wear big sunglasses and a hat, so you really couldn't see who I was, which is what I like. You know? So, that's where Amy Anonymous came from. And then it just stuck. Um, and then Amy Not So Anonymous came from that. But, you know, I like to keep it casual, quiet, and anonymous. <laughs> I remember from uh, wearing uh, the, the big glasses and the wigs during my webcam days, but that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> a little different. A little different. <laughs> yes, yeah, slightly. But I, I do appreciate that. I, I appreciate your name because I, I am desperately trying to just become a one-name wonder. I just want Timmy to be kind of well-known. If you hear Timmy, that's the person. So I appreciate the uniqueness of your name. And of course, Mary Jane changed her name legally to try to get into the, into our company. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's not why I changed my name, and you know it. All right, so talk, so 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 you know Amy. Let's uh, let's uh, let's open up some some topics here. It's stuff that you know. Let's just stir it up. Drama. Yeah, whatever, whatever I know we can... Amy. I I went straight to her LinkedIn page. Oh, and we all know the LinkedIn's are all because really legit. I always try and stay as you know factual as possible. So hopefully, um, your LinkedIn is up to date <laughs> and factual. But as okay. we pointed out, we pointed out it's it's on the internet, Amy. It's got to be true. It's, I'm it's sure it's true. true. No idea what it said. Dad made it for me, and that was that. Okay, so now I can tell you what your LinkedIn says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's up? What's up? <laughs> okay, so it says that you were uh, or are or were a host of the show um, on your own show on SwearNet. Correct. Um, you also worked for different companies within the legal market. I'm not going to get into which they were, but different companies doing different roles. 
you also worked at Calm, which was, if I'm not mistaken, a compassion club way back in the day when compassion clubs were still a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also have here that since 2010, I want to point that out, 2010, you've been doing annually the milk and cookies and cannabis for the homeless. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's so that thing. that's <laughs> actually that's actually one of the things that I first heard about Amy Anonymous, um, and I was like, "Wow! Not only is this person giving to the community, but giving to the homeless, and not just giving what everybody else is giving, but giving something that they actually might want and use." Because I mean, like, let's be honest: um, a Tim Hortons gift card and a joint is amazing to anybody. <laughs> To anybody, so so talk so talk so talk about how that started. Then what what made you in two thousand and ten say I'm going to go do this? Not of course knowing that it might be ten years annual and ongoing, but what was the first step to going? This is something that I think would be cool. It was a homeless man that I saw on my way to work. Um, I would talk to him when I worked at Calm. Uh, we worked. It was downtown, so you know there's a lot of um, unfortunately people who who don't have um, places to call their own. You know, and um, I'd see this man often and I'd always make conversation with him and it started getting colder. Yeah, and, and I was just like, I got to find a way to help this guy. Right. So I asked um, I asked some people if they had like any jogging pants his size. Like he looked like a medium. So I asked, you know, if, if anyone had any pants and I bought him some gloves um, and a hat and some winter essentials. And I put some weed in the bag and I saw him. and I'm like, here, I got this for you. And he was like so happy about it. I was just like, you know, more needs to be done because this is only helping this guy today, you know? And like, what about tomorrow or the next day? Like, you know, there's only so far one pair of gloves will go and a pair of socks. And in all honesty, if you're homeless, man, you need a lot of socks. Your feet get really cold. Um, so I thought like, how am I gonna make this happen? And I just, I went, thank God for social media. You know, I went to social media and I'm like, hey, can you guys donate some stuff? I want to. I would like to give out gift packages to um, less fortunate people on the streets. And then people just donated, you know, it was, it was small at first, but still amazing. We got, um, I got lots of bags. I think at first I only gave out a dozen bags, maybe, maybe a little bit more, but there was hats and socks and gloves and cannabis, um, papers, lighters, like everything you need to roll a joint um, and stuff to keep you warm and also stuff to get snacks. And then over the years, it's just grown and grown and grown and grown. And, now, last year we did, it was year 10, uh, the, the, one, the year that just passed. Last year, yeah. The year that passed would be last year. <laughs> <laughs> we don't count last year, though. It was pretty much a missing year. I feel like it's my like to about it. But yeah, that was year 10. Um, this year was a lot different because of what's going on with the world. Uh, it was a little... It was a little different in, in the fact that it's hard to get people to be like, hey, do you want to kind of put your health at risk to go outside and hand out stuff to people during a pandemic? But no one said no. You know, like the right. volunteers still all came. Um, everything went so damn smoothly. And I'm just so happy that that the cannabis, like it's not me. I just happen to think of it and set it up a bit. You know, it's, it's really it's the cannabis community that comes together. Like. Companies I didn't even know started collecting donations for me that I didn't I know of, but I didn't know that they were collecting donations. They're like, hey, I have a, a room full of stuff for you. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, it just it's become like a, a household thing in the cannabis community. And I'm really, really proud and I'm it's it's amazing and I'm so appreciative that people every year are like, 
are you ready for donations? And I'm like, wait till it's October. Like, oh, it's really cool. It's really cool. Well, the thing that I just learned from that is that I'm probably considered a homeless man because we were just joking earlier that MJ's got a, a different outfit on than last time we did the show. And I, I literally own a pair of jeans and four black shirts and three pairs of socks. So by your definition about how many socks they have, I'm in bad shape. No, 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 not even close. Nice. Okay. Nice. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. There's there's like a whole roof and walls and stuff, babe. It's not just food. Oh, I see. Oh, the concept of homeless without a. I get it. Not just clothesless. I get it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All joke aside, but all jokes aside, a big problem is cold. You know, a cold feet and cold hands. So, just got to cover them. That is super. That is super cool that you do that. Thank what, you. Uh, Thank you. What else do I have on my card here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got I, I to always make sure that she gets onto her card because she has these cards ready to go. I do. I got to make sure I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm lost without these dang cards. Um, okay, so um, as a fan, because like I said, the first time I heard about Amy was through Milk and Cookies and Cannabis for the Homeless. And um, my dad, okay, so my dad is a, he's a fan of Amy. As soon as I said I was having my dad on, like he's like, Amy Anonymous. I was like, yes, dad. Yes. He's like, I got a hug from her once. I was like, yes, dad, you did. <laughs> so so he's, he's absolutely adorable. He smoked cannabis his entire life, um, but he knows I like to bake. And he was the one that actually said like, maybe you should start baking with cannabis. And that's when I was like, well, yeah, but I don't know how to do that. And he's like, well, you need to talk to this girl. She works at this, the Compassion Club where I go to. Her name is Amy. And I, I brushed it off because I was like a teenager. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, dad, I'm just using this recreationally. It wasn't like a, a huge thing. I wasn't into it yet. But as I started to learn about, you know, the medicinal aspects and how to, how to heal yourself with you know, the cannabis plant through internally and eating and not just having to smoke it. I was like, Dad, what was that name of the girl that you told me about? And then I put two and two together. I was like, this girl's the shit. Like, I was like, I got to know this girl. So, yeah, I'm just um, one of the questions I have is I've seen a lot of the stuff that you make. You make stuff like this with the, the smashing of the chocolate. I want to know what is the weirdest custom order that you've ever been asked to make like i've seen you make some pretty racy things <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ooh, the weirdest yes uh, ate a lot of like butt lube okay say that's weird you know like, no? you know, like it, it's different um coming now, from was it edible was it edible butt lube <laughs> Uh, yes, That's what I want to Okay, okay. And people ask why I wanted to do a podcast. <laughs> I make a lot of, of waps if we want to, like, be be polite instead of using okay. the words. But yep. I definitely make a lot of those. Um, and and the, the buckets of dicks. Like, I make a lot of buck dick buckets, you know. And they're just, like, dick bouquets um, yep. of edible chocolate dicks, you know. So I do make a lot of a lot of weird <laughs> they're things, amazing probably the the butt lube you know which is fine it's any lube but specifically wanted edible butt lube um and i think it's strawberry flavored which i would never put something flavored on my butt and in my butt but like maybe it was like peanut butter and jelly and yeah and i wanted to <laughs> explain that like i explained that so 
I did my due diligence, just so you know. <laughs> That's good. Did, did you have any? Did you have any idea? Did you have any idea that though? Did you have any idea that those would be the most popular items when you started making stuff for people? <laughs> well, they're not the most popular, but they're very popular with a niche market of people, a group of people. <laughs> So if we were talking most popular, what's the most popular? Like, what do you sell the most of? Probably the most popular uh, item that I, I would make or I've taught people how to make is cookies, obviously. Um, those mayhem cushies that I made, those are two gram. Um, and they're they're made with whole plants. So it's not like they're not made with distillate. They're actually made with whole plant. And each cookie has the equivalent of two grams of whatever kush that I use at the time. Um, so those cookies, they won a couple like lift awards. Um, they're pretty popular. Those would probably be like the most popular things that I, that, um, I've ever made. I actually refused a contract with a company because they told me I had to stop uh, making them for someone. And I was like, nah, like I promised this man, he's an older man that I, I give him cookies, you know, like he's, he's sick, he needs them. And um, they said that I had to stop doing that. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, I promised him that I'd make them. And, like, I don't, you know, I give them to this man. There was no way in fucking hell I was going to stop. So the person, the owner called me up after I hung up. They're like, what is wrong with you? Just say you're not going to and go about it. And I'm like, no, that's not how I work. So they agreed I could still make him cookies. <laughs> And I took the contract. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> that those are probably, and they're a triple chocolate cookie. I mean, who doesn't like chocolate, right? So those are really well, popular. At and two I, grams I, a cookie, Amy, um, right. they would be very, very popular. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, the maple walnut bars, too. Those were like, I mean, those are still so good. But I don't make those as much anymore um, simply because of I eat a lot of them. Now, so I, uh, I don't, I don't know if, I, I don't, I don't know if, if MJ's ever mentioned me. So who knows if you even know um, that we're even together? But um, I, as, a non as a non-consumer, like I grew, I grew up in a in a fundamental Christian home. Um, the the constant devil, if you were going to go into the cannabis world, would have been, you know, smoking the joint. That was, if you were going to talk about anything and demonize it, that's what it is. I never even heard of the concept of edibles um, till much, much later in life. Um, has edibles always been kind of your focus? Like, I don't know how long your story involved in cannabis is, but like, I didn't even know that was a thing. It was always smoke the joint, smoke the joint. But how long has edibles been in your life in regards to cannabis? It's been a very long time. So I got into a car accident, um, like a, a very catastrophic car accident. And um, it affected my life up to today. Like it's an ongoing thing. I have a chronic pain issue because of it. And um, being a new mom, at the time, you know, like I'd gotten into a car accident and then I was like, I have to have a baby because if I die tomorrow, I need to live out my dreams and my dreams is to be a mother. So I had Sebastian. Um, I know, right? I had Sebastian. And, um, and then it was really, really frowned upon. I started using, so I always used cannabis recreationally. I want you to understand that. Totally recreationally. I never saw the benefits of it until I realized I had a problem with the medicine I was being prescribed. Um, so. I, 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 so I never had a problem with cannabis. I loved it. I used it recreationally. But when I realized that I was having a problem with the, the medicine I was being prescribed, like I had a serious problem with it, I started looking into alternatives and cannabis was it. And I was like, how the fuck is that even a thing? 
you know, but like it was, you know, so I quit what was causing my life problems, cold turkey and just straight used cannabis. So I was smoking at the time. Um, and that was great. Uh, I got pregnant. I stopped smoking. Um, you know, in hindsight, I probably would have what I know now, I would have still used cannabis. I'm just being real with you. Uh, but I didn't when I was pregnant and I started again as soon as I wasn't because I have a chronic pain issue. But using smoking blunts or joints or whatever you're smoking is kind of frowned upon at the park, you know, and you're like hanging out with your kid and and my pain isn't something that I could control, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't just like, oh, well, I've got two hours of pain-free time. Like, no, but that's what cannabis did, you know? So. I started getting into edibles because of I could eat a cookie when I'm hanging out, when I'm out all day with my kid because I like I'm an active mom. I like to do that stuff. You know, I could take a cookie with me, eat it, and no one would know any fucking different, and I would feel great. So that's kind of how edibles became um, something in my life, uh, became a real role in my life. And I just wanted to help other people achieve the same feeling I did, you know, of relief, really. I just, I wanted to help other people. So I started teaching classes. I started baking for other people. Um, just anything to help other people be more self-sufficient, really. Like, I'm uh, sure I can make them for you, but isn't it better if you could do it on your own? You know, saves you a lot of money. So that's kind of how edibles came into my life. And then just screw. <laughs> mm -hmm. Screw. Yeah. Yeah, see, I resonate with that story because same like you, Amy, I ended up with pharmaceuticals, um, having a bad reaction and having a doctor explain to me that I had been medicating for years What when I thought I was just recreationally using cannabis. But in reality, daily recreational use is not recreational. It's it's medicinal when you use it every day. Um, and I firmly believe that all cannabis usage is medicinal regardless of if you believe it's recreational because it's still you know it's preventative care so, so I, I don't believe there's right like what's that Amy that's that absolutely um and then I have one more question I'll make I want to make sure I get this in for Amy I'm just, I'm just enjoying another chocolate while she's going so um uh what would be the toughest challenge as a parent and also a cannabis personality because, like, I I also have children, and um, a lot of people that when I go to events, they don't even know that I have children because I'm very guarded with what I post online. And I know it is legal now, but, you know, there's still that, that perception, right? When I first—I think I got in the Cinemic 2008, maybe, when I first kind of started working in the cannabis industry— um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were you, you were a mom at that time already? Yeah. My, my kid was a baby. He was a baby. Um, okay. so born in 2006. So yeah, he was a child and I would had to be very careful because of the fact that it was so illegal. You know, at that point it was very illegal. You know, it wasn't like, Oh, there's a, it was illegal. Um, yeah. but I didn't feel like what I was doing was illegal. You know, I felt like everything I was doing was right. Like I'm doing the right fucking thing. And it's just proven that we were, um, right. But at the time I didn't want to post pictures of my child. I didn't want people to have knowledge of my son's appearance. Yeah. Um, my son's a very handsome young man, not like there's anything, but you know, it's just like, you don't want to let people know where you live what your family looks like, who your family is because of the legality of what you're doing. You know, so I had to be very 
quiet about that. And when I would post a picture of my son, it would only be to like very specific friends because, you know, I have a following of people from all over the place. I don't know who the hell they are. They do not no. deserve not pictures of my son's birthday party, you know? And so I had to like, I had to put those two things aside. I mean, and it, it was hard, but I did. Um, I didn't hide cannabis from my child though. My child knew everything. My child can school a lot of adults, you know what I mean? Cannabis right now. I never hid it from him, but I hid my kid. I feel like Drake. Yeah. <laughs> I hid my kid. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially like you're saying in the line that you're in with it being, especially because it was illegal. So illegal yeah. that you don't want to run the risk of losing, like you said, the, the reason why you wanted to create this life. That's exactly. Yeah. I went through two raids um, working at Calm, and in one of them, they asked me how my how my son was doing, and that like when you're you know you're getting taken to the station, and a cop asks you how your your son and someone else is doing, you know that really opens your eyes to like they know, you yeah. know, like, they know, and I know of course they know, but it's just like you can't really hide them. Yeah, but that's do you, don't you think that's such a gangsta move that they're like, we know where you live and we know who you live with? Like, who does that? At that they asked me about my, you know what I mean? Like that will forever stick in my mind that they yeah. asked me how Bastion was doing. Um, so you know, as he got older, remember he was again two, three, four, five. Um, yeah. As he got older, you know, eight, nine, ten. 10 and upward, I'd say. Um, I was a much more, like, you know, I've always been open with him, but I was more confident about posting um, him because of, you know, like on my cannabis things because he knows what it is. It's no longer illegal. There's nothing, you know what I mean? But unfortunately, back then, it was, it was, it was somewhat stigma driven, I guess you could say. Like, I wasn't scared of, of, cannabis and my kid I was scared of losing my kid because of cannabis you know like that was but I knew what I was doing was right and I knew that at the end of the day that wouldn't happen but you still get a little scared about something like that so it just makes you move a bit different you know like I, I didn't bring my kid to cannabis events I changed that you know what I mean when he got older and I felt like you know he's caught he could tell the police like no what my you know he could talk for himself if I was to ever be arrested um then I started bringing him around like this is what your mom does. You know, this is what, this is our life. This is his life. So, yeah. so I really appreciate yeah. that you've always been honest with your child because I, I take the exact same stance. Um, see, what happened was I used to be a cigarette smoker and then I told my children I was quitting smoking. Like everybody knew I was quitting smoking and my son was like seven and he caught me smoking a joint. And he was like, I thought you quit smoking. And he was so disappointed. And I was like, I was faced with a choice. I either let my child believe that I failed at something that I didn't fail at or sit him down and explain to him the difference between cannabis and nicotine and why I use cannabis. And I was like, seven Okay, here we go. I'm going to teach him. And when his uh, my daughter, his sister, grew up, she just kind of grew up with it, and it was never a secret. And and then, of course, legalization hit, and you have the parents that didn't talk to their children but were cannabis consumers. And now the kids are saying, you know, they're seeing the commercials on TV and wondering, what is cannabis? 
why, you know, and then they put two and two together and then they think their parents are liars and they kept a secret. So, you know, good for you to be honest with your kids. Yeah, it's very important. I mean, I remember bringing Sebastian to an expo. He helped us raise a, a few thousand dollars. This, uh, we I got a booth called Save Our Dispensaries, and we raised money to help uh, pay for legal fees for dispensaries at the time. And like, my son was there and so fucking proud to be there. And I was, <laughs> I was fucking proud of him. You know, like he knew how important it was. He understood that sick people were losing their access to make them feel better. You know, so like. I, I truly believe that my son will probably follow in my footsteps to some some as you know to some some aspect of it. He um, he's a good guy and he knows a lot and I'm just so proud of him and the way he talks to his friends about it. Like you know being a kindergartner and like in kindergarten and going into school and knowing all about cannabis is wild. Like how many four year olds can be like yes my mother consumes cannabis medicinally. You know what I mean? Like not a lot, but my kid could. Weird it's funny, one of, one of my favorite conversations between my children was my daughter looked at my son and said, are you going to smoke cannabis when you grow up? And he said, yeah, probably. And she looked at him very, dis like, she's like, I'm not, I'm going to eat it. And I died. I thought she was just going to say, I'm not going to smoke it. But she's like, no, I'm going to eat it. So she's already decided that's the way she's going. I don't think, I think my son will be very much like you. I don't think he'll actually use it. I didn't make it cool. Cannabis is not cool to him. You know what I mean? And that's, that's why a lot of kids, you know, from my generation, I guess, wanted to use it because it was cool. Yeah, like, oh, cool kid, using drugs. I didn't make I it didn't cool. Make it. It, you know, what? cannabis is as cool as popping an Advil. Like, whoa, big time in my household. Right. So I just, I never made it so that it was something that he had to sneak around about, you know, and now I really, I don't know if he'll even use it, but I think he'll definitely be a supporter of it. And I, I really feel like he'll probably work in the industry at some point. Well, I think that's, um, that's a huge, that's a huge point about just in parenting in general. Like um, we've tried to raise our kids um, in that, that vein of, like just talk talk about it with them. Um, don't don't try to make everything seem like it's taboo. And like just have the conversations, and they'll they'll de they'll decide. Like I think, you know, uh, as parents, we we try so hard to shelter from everything, and in the process, we probably cause more damage. I think, you know, my my son who's been introduced to cannabis because of Mary <laughs> Jane being in our lives. I think, you know, he just in watching and seeing that she's not the stereotypical uh, stoner as, as maybe perceived um, because of pop culture. Um, she's functional. She's able like there's something. About, but I don't think at the end of the day, it's not like it's like, oh, now now, you you know, to like say someone's saying to me, oh, now you've got a, a pot smoker in your life. You're going to like now your son's going to probably smoke pot, too. It's like, no, like we talk about it. He, he probably won't. In fact, having her in my life probably has given him an understanding and he's probably going to lean not towards it. She didn't turn him away from it, but didn't bring, bring him in either. It just gave him a, uh, I think a, a, a good, healthy, educated perspective that now he can make a decision on. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, and that's the thing about kids is like, they need to know you can't shelter them from everything. And then when they, if you do, you're going to regret that because again, they're going to think it's cool. It's forbidden. Like, you know, when kids sneak out alcohol, like, you don't make it cool. They're not going to do it. So t Sebastian, it's like, ooh, you know, him him stealing a joint from me be like, ooh, I'm going to steal broccoli. Like, that's how cool <laughs> it would be. <laughs> like, he just, 
it's just not a thing in our life. Um, and if my kid was to want to use cannabis, I know he would come to me. Like I know he would, and I would have that conversation with him. I started consuming cannabis at age, well, at age 12. <laughs> you know, I was a very young uh, consumer of cannabis. I started using it going into grade seven, um, I believe it was. So yeah, like, it happens, um, and I'm not I'm not against it, but you just you know just the open and honesty is what it is. But my kid doesn't consume cannabis. Nice. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna let you uh, we're gonna let you go here. We know you are incredibly busy, but I did after everything that we have heard, and even stuff you were saying about your son gonna follow in your footsteps. I think I just want to kind of finish with kind of a clear statement of what is. Amy Anonymous. What does she do? What What is it that you that you would say this This is who I am. This is what I do, and this is what I'm hoping my son will see and quite possibly, you know, like you said, follow in your footsteps. What is that? What is Amy Anonymous? Amy Anonymous is a lot of things. I don't think I could just say I am this. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm a patient advocate. I'm. Um, I. Uh, I. I'm a person who helps other people um, access things that they couldn't access. You know, I'm someone who makes people self-sustain. It's like, like being able to make their own things. I'm a teacher. I'm a mother. Um, I'm an educator. I would never call myself a cannabis educator, though, because that's the lamest title I've ever heard. And it's so like, <laughs> Fair enough. We, we we will never use that term. Uh, scratching that off my resume. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty sure that's on your LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure we saw that there, though. <laughs> that was not on Amy's LinkedIn. I am not an influencer, and I would not be considered. I mean, I'm a person who educates people on cannabis, but that title is so lame. You know, and I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm definitely a person who who does teach people about things that they need to know about the plant, but just being I'm a cannabis educator sounds stupid it's like I'm a taco educator I don't know it just sounds weird to me so I'm a person who informs people about things that they don't know and want to know I'm someone who helps people and I'd like my son to follow in my footsteps and do the same be compassionate and care about people that's really what I am I'm I very much care about people on the medical side not that there's nothing wrong with recreational use um, and as as I agree a lot of people who do use cannabis recreationally actually use it medicinally and don't realize um but i just want to see cannabis continue to get better on our legal market and i'd like to see if my son so does choose this industry i'd like to see him be in charge of something that has to do or be a part of something that has to do with compassion and not just like cannabis sales you know what i mean like uh yeah we definitely need more compassion with like yeah like type of thing you know like helping people like that as opposed to uh, working in a store and there's nothing wrong with working in a store and there's nothing wrong with being a cannabis educator i just like to bust people's balls when they call themselves that it's all it's it's all good i, I can say that i just recently started following you on uh, on instagram and you are a a joy and unique person to follow so <laughs> um thank you for being on the show today we really enjoyed having you as our first guest here um it was an absolute I pleasure <laughs> and we're going to go eat more chocolate now, but uh, go and enjoy your day and do all the other things that you probably have planned. You're very busy, and we thank you for taking time with us today. Thanks, Amy. Uh, I I absolutely adored talking to Amy. She, that was that, that was a lot of fun. I was interested to hear about the uh, 
the lube. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what the butt lube. You know, the beautiful thing is that you come on a show like this, and uh, you don't know which direction it's going to go. And uh, I thought it was it was funny right at the very beginning, right? You you knew you knew that possibly if we were going to be able to just let Amy do Amy, which is what we want to do on this show. We want guests to come on the show, just like you and I want to be us. And the moment she 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 paused and then went, wait, can I swear? And then <laughs> as soon true. as we gave her the thumbs up, it was just like, Whoo, let's do this. <laughs> and and that's that's all I want. I just want people to be themselves and talk about cannabis, you know, from both sides, which is what we're trying to do. And uh, I think it's funny. It seems like every time, um, just in life in general, when I when I'm talking to another cannabis user or a cannabis user. And I say that I'm a non-user. There's always a look in their face of like, what? Really? There's always a shot. But why? <laughs> that's my favorite. But, but why? why? <laughs> and that's the thing. It's by, it's by choice. And that's why this show to me is so exciting because we can have a chance to talk about this issue. And it's not like, ha uh, ha, uh, plot twist, you know, five episodes in. Timmy's now a pot smoker. It's like, no, it's, this is about, this is about, we don't actually know where the journey is going to go and we just want to be ourselves. So that was an absolute pleasure. But um, as we, as we kind of head into the, the, the last part of the show here, I want to go back to something at the beginning. We talked about karaoke and, uh, um, and, and it's funny story and karaoke, it's karaoke week, funny story day. So we wanted to blend it together to tell um, a time that kind of, it's a funny story about karaoke, an awkward karaoke story, mind you, um, with your dad and me and you. And we were still very early in our relationship. You want you want to set this one up? Um, yeah, I'm going to start by saying my dad and I just came in from smoking a joint. <laughs> <laughs> like most good stories start with me. Um, and uh, I, I had gotten Timmy to agree to sing a song with me because... After all, it was karaoke, and I had been up a couple times, and my dad had gone to sing, and Timmy does sing, but he generally only sings one—you you have this one song that you do, that this, like, one part. Yeah, Sonny and Cher's I Got You, Babe. Yes. Yeah, I do Cher. And and see, that's where the problem lied, was... <laughs> I, I do it very well, by the way. I convinced Timmy to come up on stage with me, and I did so by telling him that he could be Cher. And we started singing the song, and my dad, I could see him from across the room. He's standing up, and he's looking like he's in pure panic mode. And I'm like, oh, no. And I'm trying to sing, and the whole time my dad's like, he starts walking over to the stage, and I know what's happening. And Timmy's just belting out chairs part. And my dad goes, you're singing the wrong parts. Switch, switch. Your dad literally... So I'm eating a chocolate here as well. This chocolate is so good. We're doing, we're singing karaoke. And listen, if you've been to karaoke bars and stuff like that, sometimes they're not really good singers. Doesn't matter. You just be you, right? Yep. I have never seen somebody interrupt a karaoke singer and say, you're doing it wrong. Okay, so my, I've been going to karaoke since I was a very, very little girl and... Just like cards, card games, my dad takes karaoke very seriously. Oh, yeah. very. He had, a, <laughs> he had a determined look in his eyes. The fact that I was singing Cher's part was giving him a literal, like, like his insides were spinning 
This must stop. You are you are not singing the right part. Well, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, if he thought maybe we had messed up the colors, because, like, it's pink and blue. I'm pretty sure we could figure it out. And I've been to karaoke before, so I don't know what was going on. But um, my simple answer was, uh, no, Dad, it's okay, because Timmy's the diva. That's very, that's very true. You continue to watch and listen to this show. Uh, that will become very, very clear. Um, I'm a diva with a very limited wardrobe. This is but true. But I do have a home. So homeless, yes. but clothless. Yes. Um, I want to do a high five today. A high five was inspired, high five, um, by our guest, Amy Anonymous, um, who is, uh, um, has many contacts within the, uh, the rap hip-hop world. Yes. And uh, so my high five list today is um, the, the top five rap hip-hop names— that I would give myself if I was going to be singing specifically about cannabis. Okay. Okay. So my top Timmy's so top you're a five, cannabis rapper. I'm this is what you would call rapper, yourself. Not just a rapper, hip hop artist using cannabis, but I am a quote unquote cannabis topical focused hip hop rap artist. Okay. These so are the you rap about myself. weed. Yes. Okay. All right. So here we go. Number one. Grandmaster Flash. No, sorry. <laughs> That's his real name. Grindmaster Flash. Okay. You see how I did there? I changed the grand to grind. Okay, so that gives our, our listeners a, yeah, an yeah. example of what so you're grind doing Grindmaster Flash. That one, no, you're not. Okay, not a fan. Okay, that was number five on the list. So number four on the list, the Notorious B.U.D., Oh, that's good. Right? That's the Notorious good. B.U.D.? Okay. Number three on Timmy's uh, high five list today, Kusha T. Kusha T. Do you know who that is? No. There's some guy named Pusha T. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I, don't, I don't really know, but there's apparently a Pusha T. I would go Kusha T. I thought that was a pretty cool one. Okay, no? Okay, so far only the Notorious B.U.D. Mm-hmm. Number two on the list is Fitty Graham. <laughs> That's funny. Right? That's a good one. That's funny. 50 gram instead of 50, 50 cent. Okay. All right. But isn't it 50 cent? Yeah, but nobody so pronounced it. So it'd be nobody 50 pronoun- gram? It'd be 50 gram, but nobody says that. That's a pretty big bag. Lame. Okay. My number one favorite, if I was to become a cannabis rapper, hip hop artist, okay. I would name myself Hemp and M. <laughs> Hempanem. <laughs> that's, that's a right. good one. I like that one. That's a good. I thought. I think. I see. So, you want to hear some that didn't get on the list, though? Let me just do this quickly. Oh, okay. Hey, these didn't make the top five list. Okay. Okay. Mary Jane Blige. Okay. Right. But isn't her name Mary Jane Blige? What's Mary J? Oh, okay. Right. See, see that's how long it's uh, been since. Fatty Wap. Okay. Right. Okay. Ice THC. Okay, All okay, right. that's a stretch, but... MC Dabber. <laughs> MC Dabber. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. Okay, That's a right? good one, MC Dabber. And this is my favorite of the list that didn't make the list. So it's actually a top 10 list. Okay. Flow Grinder. Oh, Flow Grinder, okay. Grinder. Grinder. Yeah, like like Ryder. 
Anyways, okay, there you okay. go. Okay, you so, can tell I'm not a rap. I'm hey. not a rap fan, really, because I didn't know. All right, what I already know though, I got I got the ones. I've, basically, it was just my way to narrow it down, and so now I know the ones I can kind of go with going forward. Hey, let's do a Mary Jane strains, and then yeah. uh, head off on our way, and let all of our listeners go off to do the things that they have planned for the rest of their lives as well. Mary Jane strains, what do we got today? All right, our strain of the week is True OG by Truro. It is an indica hybrid. It's a really strong one. 29% THC, which means it's got less than 1% CBD. Now, the terpenes, I know I got to get into the technical terms here, and uh, uh, forgive me if I say them wrong, but there's caryophylline, linalool, limonene, myrcene, and pinene. This cannabis strain, you may experience feeling happy, mm-hmm. euphoric, and sleepy. Okay, so you're happy while sleeping. Yes, Got it. Yes. Um, possible side effects, other than falling asleep, mm-hmm. would be red eyes and dry mouth. Okay, seems fairly consistent for other ones we've heard. Yes, most most of them with the side effects are dry mouth yeah. and red eyes. When you've been talking to me about about my weed mouth almost general, feels like cotton mouth. Yeah, right it now. seems like across the board every time you talk to me about a strain, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, it might give you dry mouth and red eyes. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And um, you should pair this strain with activities such as socializing, watching television, mm-hmm. or relaxing before bed. In which, of course, you can do all three at the exact same time. You can. A multitasking. MJ, great Jimmy. show. Yeah, it was awesome. We're going to go ahead and enjoy some more chocolate here. Uh, please uh, connect with us on any social media channel at... Um, the newbie and the doobie. Uh, check out our Patreon account too to help us keep this show on the air. And uh, other than that, yeah, I just want to say thanks for listening. And your catchphrase. Come on, we got to get the catchphrase. I'm Mary Jane Baker. <laughs> and I'm Timmy Boyle. Stay lifted <laughs> and keep on laughing. Goodbye. <laughs>